Hey, I'm Daniel Coburn. And I'm John Rudolph Drexler. This is Talking Business League. Uh, we run a small development agency together. Every week, we have a one-hour call where we discuss the state of our business. This is that call. John. Yes, sir. How do you find yourself? Oh, I think uh, prayer, meditation, self-actualization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of deep um, inner work. Right, right. But you know, it starts at the behavior, and then the inner work follows. That's how I. That's how yeah, I. Yeah, you can't think your way into right action, but you can act your way into right thinking. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, John. The other day, uh, we put up the little video with our yeah. tweet, and the people were the people were trolling us because our heads were at such different levels in the frame. <laughs> like, you're so at the top of your screen, and I was really at the bottom of mine. Yeah, so I've you, tried to position my head in the middle of the frame. Would you, you now have a little guitar uh, in there? It's trying to kind of show that you're a man of culture. A man of culture, and I'm wearing a jean jacket. Yeah, I have barren walls and like dismantled shelves behind me. Uh, well, that's I I'm, mean that's good because I'm a man on the move, and you're an authentic man on the move. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Boy, what's new? Um. Uh. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Um, I we so we took our first uh, thunk holiday. Yes, we celebrated a national holiday, Labor Day. Um, now that we're both filthy capitalist bourgeois business owners, um, Labor Day takes on a whole different meaning. <laughs> <laughs> now we're resentful of labor. Yeah, uh, we're like, oh, this goddamn labor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, no, but it, it was nice to take a, it was nice to take a Monday off. Um, it was lovely, but we're back here on a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I had a good weekend. Uh, Charlotte and I just kind of bummed around. Uh, it was a good time. I taught Charlotte to play Texas Hold'em. Hmm. Um, we just you, played heads you actually, up. Just the two of you? Just the two of us. And then there's an app called Club GG that is like you can kind of create like private clubs to play poker. Mm. Um, so like me and my buddies have one where we'll, we'll just like play like $10 tournaments at night sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I created a special club that's just me and Charlotte. It's called Active Learner. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so an we just kind of, yeah, we just sat on the couch and watched Veep and uh, played like, 200 hands of heads up Texas Hold'em just so she can kind of get used to the rhythm of like how a hand goes and yeah. yeah. Did she enjoy it? Yeah. I mean, I trounced her, but um, well, yeah, we played, you and I played some poker. Uh, It's really one of the first times that I ever played poker. And um, I, in the first half of the game, I just had like good cards, like a lot. It's great Um, to have good cards. And the thing is like, you can play not that well and, do pretty well with good yeah cards. the run good takes care of you yeah <laughs> uh and we, as we talked about uh it's like also on the flip side of it is like you can be really good but like on a given night you're just gonna eventually yeah, yeah. have to get some hands in the variance yeah to play the game uh, well, that's the, thing. So. the thing that's interesting to me about it is that it's like you do uh it's all about just like moving your edge up right because like let's just say everyone's gonna get the same distribution of cards over time right mm-hmm. And there's going to be some times when you just have bad cards for a while. And there's going to be some times when you have good cards for a while. But what you want to deal with is like on average, uh, excluding those like hard outliers where it's just like I have shit cards for a long time or I have great cards for a long time. Like, yeah. How do you just kind of like move everything about 3% in the good direction? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that you're a profitable player. And I, that is how I think about our OKRs a little bit where I'm just like, I don't know. It's, it's just like, <laughs> good can I get like question. a 3% edge? Cause that's yeah. all we need. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that. I like that. Well, um, speaking of OKRs. We got, we finished with our OKRs. Box. We checked a box. We became, we are officially uh, now taxed as an S corporation. We, you are recognized as an S corporation. It says yeah. the IRS. So that's really good news. Uh, on the other side of it, I spent the morning making just no progress on some tax stuff. I was on the phone with our CPA all morning. 
man, there's just a lot of bullshit. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I know that this is like a classic thing of like, you know, someone becomes an entrepreneur and starts shaking their fist at the bureaucracy. Um, but like, it's crazy. Setting up payroll is, it's crazy. Seems to mostly be a New York problem. No, the actually surprisingly, the New York part was really easy. Really? Um, yeah. North Carolina's our, our hard problem now. Really? Um, the state where the company actually exists. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can see how that might be an issue. Yeah. And the, Anyway, it was a lot of like back and forth. And then like we needed a certificate of existence. And since like we're registered in Delaware, we need to like go back to Delaware and be like, you need to make us a form that says that we exist. And they're like, oh, we can do that. It's of course free to get a certificate of existence. But if you want to receive it within the next six months, you have to pay a $250, uh, uh, you know, sort of like fast rate. Yeah, uh, fast so fee. We- we paid that. We got it in the mail. You scanned it. We got all the it's stuff. It's like cash then, bail for your company. Yeah, exactly. It's an absolute shakedown. And uh, it's like, look, we them, can get you a court date in uh, July for them to mail us a piece of paper that says that we exist. Uh, and then after all of these, we have jumped through a shocking number of hoops. Um, we got to basically the last one um, and needed to just file for withholding taxes in the state of North Carolina. And I went through this like 15 page application process with the CPA and it just got to the last page and the whatever web app they're using just like hung. And it's just like, we have none of your information. Try again. (sighs) And so I did the whole thing again and the same thing (laughs) happened. And I was like, uh, what am I supposed to do? And she's like, well, just, you know, maybe I'd try I'd say just try again tomorrow. It's like, okay, that sounds great north carolina's uh governmental tech inter interfaces are just categorically the worst uh i so i uh got pulled over because so my uh registration was out of date right i got pulled over and then like i couldn't uh get it done because it was covid so the dmv was just like shut down yeah. There was no DMV. So I couldn't do the thing I needed to do. So anyway, long story short, I ended up like, they were like, hey, we're going to cancel your license uh, if you don't get this done. Because I just forgot about it because it had been years since the last time yeah. I had tried. Um, it was like 2021 or something. Um, so then they were like, hey, we're going to cancel your license if you don't get this figured out. <laughs> and I was like, all right, really got to get this thing figured out. So I like went to the DMV. They're like, um, we need you to show that like you took care of the ticket. So then I go to the people they're like, we need you to show that you've renewed your registration. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I can't do either. So eventually I did end up like just paying someone like at the, at the courthouse or whatever. And then uh, they're like, great. Well, uh, it's a holiday weekend and then it takes five business days. So like sometime around next week, it will show up in a database that this happened. Um, and I was like, but didn't you just enter it into your computer? And they're like, yes. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what process will lead to it? Like, what is, is it like an elf putting it in a book bag and running to Raleigh right now? Like what's going on? But yeah. Yeah. It was a wild thing. So my license was suspended for a 24 hour period because that was how long wow. it took for, Living on the uh, edge. for the elf to get to Raleigh. Yeah. That's really funny. Well, you know, my whole previous job was building software for government bureaucracies and mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's, it, you know, it's hard. It's yeah. hard to do well. They're out here. They're out here doing it. Um, I also, this is a whole separate rant, but if anyone on the, if anyone, if any listeners, if any of our dear beloved listeners are thinking to themselves, I wish there were still really good uh, SaaS opportunities and I, I want to make a difference in the world and I want to do something good and I want to do something that matters. Let me say, building SaaS products for the government is a very interesting opportunity. And the previous job that I did, we built software for uh, child welfare, which sounds like you're like, what kind of software would they use? Well, it turns out that they like state, local, federal governments spend like a billion a year 
on software for child welfare and it's terrible. And so like a company, this company Benti existed to like make good software. I, I think it's worth thinking about if you want to do something good in the world, you want to go find like a pretty captive audience who desperately needs better SaaS tools. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm throwing out ideas cause I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure some of this already exists, but like, it's like someone at some point in time is going to build the SaaS app that is used by all of the libraries. And it's like, that person might be an asshole or that person might be you, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, it's probably not a billion dollar opportunity to build the SaaS product for libraries, but like someone's going to build it. Yeah. And like, there's going to be, there's going to be, I mean, this is already happening with like Palantir and stuff, but like someone's going to build all the police software. Someone's going to build all of the, you know, whatever ticketing software for, uh, for parking meters, whatever. It's like, so I would much rather live in a world where like somebody, uh, who is kind of justice oriented and sane is building that. Sure. And it's also like an opportunity. Like the government is already spending a huge amount of money on this. It's not sexy. It takes forever. It's, but like, man, that's a real stinking opportunity. Yeah, dude, I would, I will pay. I will pay you $50 an hour to let me rebuild the state of North Carolina's stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll pay the state. <laughs> I know. Who's doing that? Like it must be, it must, these all just must be like custom solutions, right? Because it's yeah. like, yeah. But I mean, like if you look at the websites, it's like, bro, like yeah, this can't be any, like, are, is this an in-house IT staff? Like what's going, who's building, who's actually writing this HTML for this website? Yeah, it's a very good question. And I don't know. I would guess that it's a contractor, but like also... <laughs> Becoming a government contractor is a huge ordeal. Well, you're good at paperwork. Why don't you? Why don't you lock this one down? <laughs> That's us? yet to be determined. We're yeah. not even doing payroll yet. <laughs> um, okay, and then sorry the, to wrap up. How am I uh, in service of your day long conversation with the CPA? I am a scanning bot now. Yeah. <laughs> what I do is I receive uh, mail and I scan it. Yeah. I'm a mailbox with a scanner attached to it. <laughs> scanning a lot of docs. Scanning a lot of docs. So yeah, sent Good. you some PDFs today of some of some docs. Thank you. I have many many PDFs. I you understand know, what some of them mean. You know the uh, ETFSPS. E- e- ETFPS. ETFPS. Something like that. It's uh, Electronic Tax Preparation and Filing Service. Something? ETFPS. Yeah, those guys. They love a PIN number. Um, I've received two separate letters from them that tell me that my PIN number is one number or a different number. I'm not <laughs> sure which one it is. It's definitely one of the two, though. Yeah, well, that's good. That, yeah. Well, and, you know, that's the whole thing is like for a lot of a lot of times security is just about like, you know, uh, narrowing down the field of possibilities so that brute forcing is possible. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, we had the same this is different, but like just dealing with professionals, it's like our accountant's been great. Our lawyer. I'm turning this into how are you, by the way? Thank you. Um, how are you? Continue. The, uh, we had this funny experience when we got our documents from our, our lawyer back. Our lawyer was awesome, but like we got our stuff back and we were like, cool. Now we can read these documents. And then we were like, neither of us knows how to read these documents. <laughs> like we would need to hire another lawyer to explain whether or not our first lawyer did a good job. Cause like, yeah. Or whether he like accidentally at. owns the company now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it. I don't know that a lot of things feel very made up to me <laughs> right now, Bro, uh, but it is what it is. Are there like dark lawyers out there who are just like, like signing up to be your lawyer and then like sneaking in a clause that they own 30% of the company and then just like cashing in 10 years later. Isn't this like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't feel like I've heard stories like that before, That's but what I'm saying. how come um, we got to get Adam you'd on probably the pod. Get disbarred if you got caught doing that. I feel like, well, but you could just say like, no, this was our arrangement from the beginning. Yeah. Like they know. came to me and offered me a percentage of equity in the company in order to do legal services for them. And I agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah. How am I doing? Uh, I'm doing, 
I'm doing. Uh, I'm. I think I'm pretty good. We have uh, proposals out. It feels like there's opportunities coming in. Yeah, opportunities. Whether afoot. or not those opportunities turn into um, good revenue for us is to be determined. Yet, yeah. yet to be determined. But uh, things are happening. Yeah, things are happening. We'll see if they manifest. Yeah, we've got basically three things afoot. Yeah, we have. We basically have three proposals well, maybe, out right well, now. Maybe a fourth thing that is about to potentially be afoot. Yeah, so it's a handful of things potentially afoot, but it's like you got to get them to sign on the line, which is dotted. Yes, man does not step on the lot lest he intends to buy. Yeah. Um. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I feel pretty good. I, you know, I thought that I would have some. One of my one of the things that made my decision to. Sorry, I'm 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 uh, it's kind of like keep on backing up. Uh my decision to come work at Thunk full time was like a very like angst ridden mm-hmm. thing. I recall. And, and I kept being of, like, I cannot make this decision for you. You have of to course. decide. <laughs> yeah. And I reassured you, like, I will not hold you responsible for my decision. My decision yeah, yeah. is my own. Uh but um I one of the things that I felt like I was like, I wonder if I'm gonna have like a lot of like buyer's remorse right afterwards i have not had that at all like it's a fun I'm time. Having a good time you it's know? a fun time um so far i am taking a massive pay cut we're gonna correct that and yeah. uh i like how yeah. you were like the accountant was like you guys want to pay yourself how much yeah we paid we've <laughs> we agreed to pay ourselves something that was a pretty steep pay cut from what yeah. we were both making before. And our accountant was like, are you sure you can afford that? <laughs> I was like, Oh boy. <laughs> we totally can though. Like we can. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, As of right now we can. Yeah. We and just if, like have to keep on making money. Yeah, if we just keep making money, then it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, our, our accountant scared me a little bit, uh, yeah. but um, you scared uh, her. Do you have feedback for me? Do I have feedback for you? Um, I appreciate that you reminded me that it was a holiday and said we should take it off because uh, that was great. And I'm glad we did that because I would have just fucking worked. Um, yeah. But that's because I've been a freelancer for a long time where like the idea of having days off is just kind of like, oh, well, you just take the day off that fits you the best you know yeah, right um but i like the little structure of taking that day off on purpose yeah as i always say if uh if uh uncle sam gives you a day you just go ahead and take it without asking any further questions yeah well in this case it's just uncle sam suggesting that i give myself a day <laughs> yeah true <laughs> he's like hey you want to you want to give yourself that day yeah it's and for I a say, reason I, I never say no to that yeah um but yeah it was cool uh nice day off uh feedback for you otherwise uh i'm so so glad that you are the one eating the vast majority of this bureaucratic bullshit um so so grateful to not be eating most of that um that's cool i don't know i'm uh i was just thinking the other day about how much easier this is now that you're here I was like, oh, this is so much simpler. Because for the for when you were still at Binti, like I was just like, you were doing some stuff, but I was mostly just trying to do everything, and I like yeah. I was just like overextended in every you had direction. Some, you had some months or weeks where you were like, you were like, I'm hurting right now. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. overextended in every direction. So it's yeah. nice to be appropriately extended. Sure. Um, Max is working on appropriate play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Daniel, Daniel took Max to the doggy daycare and they, t- they told him that Max has some work to do on appropriate play. And I was just thinking, don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to work on my appropriate play. Uh, what, what they always say, and I can never tell if this is euphemistic, but what they say is he just wants to play so much with the other dogs and they don't always want to play with him. Yeah, it might be that might be a euphemism. They might be trying to. I don't know uh, if they're just saying like, dude, your dog sucks or whether that's like a a, like an honest amount of like 
Yeah. You know, whether they're putting the exact amount into it that I'm supposed to get out of it. To be fair, if we take it quite literally, that's the same experience that I have with your dog, Max. Which That's is, true. He does. I show up and he really wants to play with me and I really don't want to play with him. He's got such a wet mouth. He's 100 pounds and he has an extremely wet mouth. <laughs> and that's just a combination that I'm not really willing to play with. Yeah. Dude, you should you should get over here sometime when he's just been to the groomer. It's really great because he comes back and they've really cut his beard and it's very dry. Yeah, I love that. It's, it's really nice. He's fun to wrestle. It's good. Anyway, uh, you have any feedback for me? Um, I had, I've appreciated, uh, I think I talked about this last week, but just like, uh, it felt like you got me up and running. Uh, we like, uh, pair, we have found time to pair and like solved some like hard programming problems, which is very fun and rewarding. And then mm-hmm. you were like, it was empowering that you were like, all right, go figure out the rest of this. You got it. You know how to do it. And I was like, all right, yeah. cool. Let's do it. Uh, I, I'm excited about the new like client stuff. I feel like you've handled that well. Like, I feel like the two of us together right now are in a good rhythm of like, um, responding to opportunities quickly and appropriately. Uh, where we're like appropriate play. We have seen, yeah, we've seen a few opportunities where we're like, we're not right for that. And we like quickly mm-hmm. realize that and say so. Uh, and then on the handful of things that we are right for, we've sent over a proposal that we're like, this is pretty good. Yep. Let's get it over there right now. So I think we're in a good rhythm with that. I just, uh, I'm going to feel better when we lock, lock it in. Um, I think you and I still need to get into a better cadence of like, I guess I should just use linear for this. There's times where like, I need you to do a little thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't want to like pester you. Sure. Uh, but then I'm like, if it's, it's, I don't yet have the confidence that I'm like, if I say it once, it'll just happen. That's yeah. So, but I don't want to like become, I don't want to push myself into a situation where I'm like becoming your admin, you know? Uh-huh. So, you're right. Uh, so I think linear is the right place to do it. Um, but there's also like, if linear is the right place to do it, then I need to move more of my brain into linear. Yeah. Like I need to start having a lot of things in linear that aren't in linear now, you mm-hmm. know? Cause like, I don't know, like I have, I use reminders on my phone for a lot of like personal to do's and then things that are associated with a project are in linear right yeah but a lot of these kind of like things that used to be personal to do's uh are now business to do's Mm -hmm. which is uh like things that used to be a just me to do now involve other people you know yeah so like that transition is like okay is there a third bucket which is like personal to do's like you know, get toilet paper. And then like, there's a to do beyond that, which is like, well, it's still something I need to do, but it's like for the company. Right. And like other people are impacted. And then there's like to do's for a client project, which is like a Mm -hmm. whole. So anyway, I think linear is the place for the intermediary to do's. But because it's a new bucket of to do's, I'm like not yet accustomed to thinking about that bucket existing. I know. Yeah. So and like if you assigned a, me something in linear, I wouldn't think to look at it because I have like a grand unified to do list for myself that exists outside yeah. of that. Um, so anyway. Yeah. Part of me is like, is there a way that I can like sync linear to do's down to my reminders? But then I'm like, this is crazy. I'm not trying to go that deep. I just need to like find a way to know that there are linear to do's you know what this honestly this menu bar so i installed fantastical on my because i'm also like not very good at calendars but Mm. um i installed fantastical on my phone and computer um and so it's in my menu bar on my computer and it's on the lock screen of my phone and so anytime i look at any screen it will say hey you have a meeting in two hours you know yeah 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 I am aware. I'm always aware of what's up next, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, it's impossible for me to not see it. So I'm like, is there a way for me to like, maybe I'll just make like a, a native PHP app or something. That's just literally just a menu bar thing that shows me like 
the number of uh undone linear tickets from the thunk team that i have yeah you know or something like that where it's just like i don't know what the filters would be but like something that basically shows me like look here's what's next for you to do in addition for what's where is next for you to be yeah you know? we have once again reached the one of the fundamental differences between you and me is that you're like, what if we built an app about this? <laughs> yeah, well, I think that, and I think the it's not it's not that I actually want to do that. I just want to find a way to like surface that stuff, yeah, to like constant, constant visibility, you know? Yeah, because it's like I'm not going to think to go look for it, so I need to put it in a place where it's in front of me, you know? Right, right. So anyway, um, that is something. We could even make the the pro. I was gonna suggest one thing, which is like you can do like Slack reminders, which is is not the best, but like, like the yeah, because then you're basically just like creating a thing that every 24 hours says like go look at linear, and then you'll just like you know that's the kind of thing yeah. that I immediately start just tuning out if it uh-huh. shows up. It, like yeah, that. it means nothing to me. Yeah. Um, um. Anyway, we'll we'll find a solution for it, but yeah, I think for now, I think the move is linear i do get slack notifications when a linear ticket is assigned to me so that is something Um, i'll do i'll do more of that there's other stuff that's like it's like uh weekly stuff like now i make a pr for my blog posts Mm -hmm. but now like you're also making the cool like hero images for them Uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so now i'm like in my head i know i'm like daniel has like a 30 minute task which is like review my pr merge and it in and make image, a hero yeah, yeah. OG image not a hero image um and i'm like i don't know like do you want me to pester you about that or like sh- should i make like a recurring linear thing for that or like yeah uh yeah well so this is a i actually don't know what is the rhythm of your blog post i don't know what days you're i i, do you I have, have like it set up for myself day? Every well, and not for release. It's kind of just like whenever you get to it, we put it out. But mm-hmm. every Friday, I have a PR for open for you for the okay. next week. Okay. Well, I'm cool with saying like, like probably what's I think for recurring stuff like that, actually just a recurring calendar event is probably easier. Okay. For me to actually like just time box it like right after talking businessly. I'm going to sit down, review John's blog post, put it because that's Mondays, right? If your thing comes in on Friday, then on Monday, right after our podcast, I can like review your thing, make the image, put it out. Because like Monday, we normally have Monday morning baseball, then talking businessly, right? Yeah. So that's all like internal admin stuff. So then right after that, I'm still in internal admin mode. I can crank out this thing and then go to lunch, you know? Cool. That sounds great. Um, and then maybe I'll make another one for you. That's like a 15 minute one. That's like, put your stuff into harvest. Yes. Fridays probably. Right. Or Mondays. Fine. Either way. Yeah. All right. I like that. Um, my only other thought, which was not really for you was just like generally. Um, but, uh, is I think our meetings like, I don't know. I think this is also just like a difference between you and me is like, I, I like I live by my calendar. Uh-huh. Um, and so like the, our meetings when, once we're, once we're like in a meeting and hanging out, we will kind of just like keep on being in the meeting and keep on hanging out, yeah. uh, including like when Jacob's there, who's like uh-huh. paid hourly. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and I like, I'm wonder. I don't know if I feel strongly about this yet, but I'm like, um, there's times where we've kind of like just like hung out like an hour past the meeting, and I'm like, yeah. uh, actually, like, I need to go get back to work. And are we paying Jacob for an hour and a half of hanging out after the meeting? You right, know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah. I feel that sometimes, and I'm like, I feel like we could tighten up, or like at least at like say like at the end of the meeting, like, all right, the thing we came here to talk about is done. Like, feel free to keep hanging feel out. Feel free to like, leave. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like we're we're no longer like capital w working yeah 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 Uh yeah Yeah, i think that's fair um yep i think we just try doing that and see how it feels 
like cool i i do like to have some sort of like vague unallocated co-working time yes i agree it's useful it's really um but you know we could just be like pairing and working on shit like i think that a lot of that if we're just writing code together or pairing on something like a lot of the oh i meant to bring this up to you like today we had like kind of a call that was like sort of about uh tickets for a potential client um and then we were like also like oh here's all this admin stuff and oh here's a potential client thing that we should do and then like i'm gonna text that guy right now you know it was just kind of this yeah. like free form thing but like we actually got a lot done while we were on the phone um, yeah we did so that those areas of time are good but it's it's a hard it's good to have them and so it feels natural to extend a meeting into that yeah but we should figure out how to actually do it yeah i think that makes sense um, um but yeah sorry go ahead. i i accept your feedback um no, that's only the first part it's it was more more of a question than a comment of just like yeah how do we how do we do tasks and then the second one was just like meta feedback on how we're doing meetings but yeah, yeah, i feel yeah. good about it this also gets at this week's blog post which is like the one that i feel most passionately about which we've talked about a bunch which is just like that you just like get started Mm-hmm. And then iteratively make improvements over time. So it's like, yeah. you don't start with like, hey, I have a thesis about how we do meetings. And yeah, then you yeah. like over-engineer it. It's like, just start having meetings. And then like, my intuition is just like, okay, wait, some of these are dragging. Let me just bring it up. And then we'll like, in five minutes, we can figure out a little tweak to make on it. And then we'll check back in two weeks, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's so, it's interesting too, that it's like, you know, I'm, I'm so pro, like, just get started yeah, and then iterate, um, like from like a building software perspective. Um, but it like, it's so important that that be married to vertical slices instead of horizontal slices. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like, just get started making a whole feature front to back that actually works <laughs> and yeah. then iterate on that yeah. as opposed to like, just get started building like your API authentication layer. Yeah. Right, and then right, just right. like, then keep iterating on that horizontal layer until that horizontal layer is good. It was just like, yeah. okay, well, how are you going to know whether to iterate? So I think it's kind of the same thing with like non code stuff where it's like, okay, we'll just get started. But like, let's rather than iterating on like a wide flat thing, like meetings. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. I feel like we can iterate on like a, a tall skinny thing like the end of Monday morning baseball. Like, yeah. What is the right way to wrap up Monday morning baseball? And, and so those sorts of things, like I feel like the solutions are like, well, if we want to have a meeting end on time, one really good way to handle that is to schedule something right after it. Yeah. Right. Or like to like, to run it up against something so that it can't run over, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's, uh, yeah, I like Thought. that because it's specificity is huge there. Just like, yeah, um, that even helps. It's interesting how many of these things tie back to other things, but it's also it's like similar with like user stories and problems. Like, the more specific the problem and the more yeah. specific the user story, the more useful it is. As a John, I want <laughs> yeah. to not be on the phone for four hours on Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I might want to be just like if yeah, as long I don't as wanna... we're calling it like structured unstructured time, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah cool 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 um love that uh we have a topic yes. which is i'm so excited who are, who are your guys who are your guys this um is good and stuff. if anybody was not with us last week the premise of this topic is uh that we it seems like we do want to be asking some people for advice on some regular basis uh but we would like to have like a panel of people uh, we yes. would like to have different people for different specific purposes and to deploy them carefully. Yes. Um, and so today we are bringing some candidates of who are. And we've guys. talked to none of these people. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, we kind of talked to one. We talked to but... kind of one. Yeah. 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 Um, um, okay. Who are your do guys? You, did you? Do you have a list? No, I don't have a list prepared, but I have guys. Okay. In my well, head. I, I feel like the one that I know you're going to say is Aaron Francis. Aaron Francis is one of our guys. 
and then the place that we deploy Aaron Francis is basically on getting content out there and getting people to engage with it. Yeah, like the whole sort of like become a pillar of our community OKR. All of the, I mean, not not obviously the like the. I don't think Aaron Francis needs to weigh in on the like doing the work part, but the tell people about it part. You know, he's like a big like do work and tell people about it guy. I think like he is so good at the telling people about it thing. And he's given us like really valuable unsolicited and then followed by solicited <laughs> advice on like, Hey, here's how you could tweet better. Uh, this headline sucks. I would click this headline, but not this headline, like stuff like that. So it would be good to officially impanel him. Um, I love it. We need to talk at the end about like what it means to impanel these people. Yeah, well, you know, that's, we'll just get started and then we'll iterate. <laughs> okay. Um, We've already gotten yeah. started with Aaron. So I think it's nice to open on a hard agree. We both hard agree on Aaron. Yeah, it's very um, easy. As one of our guys. Yeah. Um, I like Chandler. Uh, Chandler is running Polymath. A place I used to work ah. and I had a call with Chandler that was basically just like a hey how we doing how's everything mixed with a hey if you guys have any work that you need to throw our way we're happy to receive work and mm-hmm. vice versa if we have any sort of like branding yeah content strategy stuff like we'll send it your way um but also we just had like kind of a we used to just be kind of like colleagues you know like we both worked in an agency that neither of us owned um and like he was kind of like in charge of like marketingy stuff and i was in charge of like devy stuff right yeah. um and then i left and went off and did my stuff and then he now runs that agency which has now been acquired um but he's still running it within the new parent company And so he had like a lot of just like good, useful stuff just about like, you know, some of the obvious stuff of like, you know, keep it small, try not to bloat your expenses, you know, blah, blah, blah. But also had some interesting, you know, like just strategic things like here's how we organize, here's how we structured this one contract, here's how we structured this Mm -hmm. retainer or like. um, And so it's an agency about the same size as ours. Uh, well, so, sorry, it's bigger than ours, but it's never been more than, I don't know, 15 people or something. Like it's never been huge, right? So it's sort of in our range. And I remember when I got there, it was the size of us now. It was like three or four people. Yeah. Um, and so I think that he has a lot of like useful tactical advice and he's kind of like our age and like has recently been new to running an agency, Right. you know? So I think maybe that's all the like great. first year of running an agency problems he might have already experienced. I'm starting to bucket these things uh, because if we're going, we're kind of like uh, putting people into specific seats. It feels like one thing is like we have the like become a pillar, make good content, get people to engage with it. Aaron's mm-hmm. our guy. Um, there's another thing, which is running an agency. There's a yeah. lot. Don't of, go like, broke tactical questions we have about like pricing model how do you get out there how do you find clients how do you structure your work you know should we be charging hourly or by project all that kind of thing um and chandler seems to be somebody who would fit into that that bucket is that right yes with the caveat that like they've done some web dev stuff like i was Mm -hmm. doing web dev stuff there but it's mostly in service of marketing yeah right like they're not like a web and mobile app studio, you know, yeah. like they're mostly a marketing company that does websites also. Yeah. Um, similar, uh, my sort of person in that category was Steve Smallman. Stevie Smalls. Um, Stevie Smalls is like a, an obvious W. He's an obvious W. We both uh, have a good relationship with him. Funny thing about Stevie Smalls, uh, is that he is a relative of mine, but also uh, was Daniel's former employer and mm-hmm. has run a very successful agency. They're mostly like ad marketing branding agency, but they also do some websites for people. Um, 
and uh, employed Daniel. And a funny thing that he said to me when I, I called him when I was thinking about Thunk and I was like, should I do this? And he was like, he was first of all, very complimentary of you. And then he was like, he was like, you know, he's like, I think you guys are going to have a competitive edge because he's like, honestly, most agencies can't really hold on to people as talented as Daniel. He's like, but you guys have a Daniel, so uh, you'll do great. <laughs> How sweet. How sweet of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I would love to impanel him just to blow smoke up my ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Um, um, no, yeah. I think, and I think also this is, uh, this is a thing that's come up on previous conversations, but like, I think he's a person who both of us would take his advice very seriously. And if he told us that we were doing something extremely stupid. Yeah. Like I think both of us would not like he has a little bit of like an authoritative perspective that both of us respect and trust. Yeah. And um, also I think because he's your uncle, but he wouldn't, he'd be, he'd be careful with that. So yeah. like when I asked him early, I, the one time I asked him for tactical advice, I asked him about the pricing model. We talked about the like charge hourly or charge by project. And he gave me this like very circumspect answer where he's like, here's the pros and cons of the three different ways of doing this. I don't know what's right for you guys, you know, yeah. uh, which made me trust him more. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I have another one here, which is a different angle on this. Um, okay. Hit me. So a former colleague of mine, her name is MJ Ma. Uh, she's a very, very good product manager. Uh, she's from China. She's extremely talented, extremely smart. She basically taught me a lot of stuff about product management when I first started being a PM and gave me a lot of like feedback on my early work, which is not very good. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and she has dipped in and out over the years of like being a PM at a company and then being like, you know what? I want to be a freelancer and like doing these like sort of like six or 12 month engagements with companies where she's like mostly their PM. Uh, but like we'll help with some other stuff and then like kind of dip out after a while. Mm. Um, and so she has like, she's one of the few people who I know who has like very successfully done product consulting, uh, at like several companies who like her and wanted to keep her around. And one that we've just being super candid, like we're, we have an, we're feeling out what an idea of product consulting, like what that looks like. I'm doing it with one client right now. We have a proposal out to another who we're going to try it with. We have a pretty good sense of like what, what goes into it, but it's actually, it's a little bit mushier and a little bit less clear than like, Hey, we're going to come do engineering hours for you. Um, and so I think having her around to just be like client acquisition, what did this look like? How did you structure it? How did you, you know, I think that that would be, she's cool. And she would also just be like, uh, a person who could probably be helpful there. Cool. I like that a lot. Um, similarly, um, there are people, I think there's, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of space to explore around like, like you, you said it like, uh, Oh, it's, it's less clear than like, we're going to come do engineering hours for you. But like, I think that thing, actually the shape of those engagements, actually there's a lot of room to explore. Like mm. what does like go do engineering hours for you mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Like, um, and I think there's like lots of people who are really good at that. And like, mm. um, the immediate one who just does it differently than I do, but who I respect is Joel Claremont. Who's in mm. my, group chat of killer freelancers. Um, and he is always, we kind of butt heads a little strategically um, b- because they are very like value based pricing, uh, not hourly pricing. Uh, mm-hmm. And they do, they're, they're doing a lot of experimenting with like productized pricing and stuff like that, where it's like, Hey, you, here's this thing that it's like they're doing a $5,000 a month subscription service right now that they've signed a few people to. Um, 
or they've signed at least one, I, I think a couple. Um, but yeah, they're doing lots of interesting, creative pricing stuff. Mm. And like, I think that like that energy of like, Hey, let's like play around with the pricing until we can find something. Cause like, we're pretty sure that we don't want to become huge and don't want to hire yeah. a lot of people, but we do want to grow revenue. Um, we do. And, <laughs> no and so like, about that. so like straight hours is not going to be like long-term unless it's never going to get us to where we want to get to unless we are able to justify that our hours are worth, you know, 400, $500 an sure. hour, then we could do that, you know, yeah. but like, Right now, we're not able to charge that for hours. Um, yeah. And so, like, hourly rate is going to be our cap. Yeah. Um, so there is a world where, like, there's, like, a lot of daylight to be found between where we are now and where we could be if we just creatively price, you know? Yeah. So I think Joel's an interesting guy for that. There's also a lot of other people who've... D- there's a lot of work done on this in kind of, like, the marketing agency world where they like Mm -hmm. talk a lot about these different pricing models but i'm only really interested in it from people who do kind of what we do because like i'm not selling to cmos you know like i'm selling to ctos basically and like you or like solo founders or whatever you know and so like i think those people are like i'm interested in like how you can structure and engagement creatively in a way that is also appealing to those people. Yeah. So Joel's my current like pick for that. I'm open to like, Oh, here's someone who's like really successfully done it for a long time. And like, they wrote a book about it and whatever, if we encounter that person, I'm cool with that also. But right now Joel's my pick for that. No, I think that's great. Um, so I have that in the bucket of like consulting generally. Like, and, uh, MJ and Joel seem to be like good candidates there. It seems to me like there's one other, um, potential bucket, but maybe this isn't a thing. So we can, we can just say that this is not a thing too, which is like generally just like running a company slash hiring and firing slash selling slash paying um, taxes slash not going ta- to jail paying taxes yeah. like all that kind of stuff and i guess like some of that is like there are other people on this list who like all know probably a lot about that already yeah like steven chandler could probably tell us yeah stuff about that but yeah no but i i do get where you're coming from like i think that there is like something to be said for like like i don't know is there a cool uh tax loophole that we want to know about right <laughs> you know right. whatever yeah like uh, where's my i want a better call saul type character in this mix <laughs> oh someone is going to tell me how to how oh to... we need somebody like who has like experience in some gray markets we need a scumbag yeah <laughs> <laughs> Can we get one scumbag? <laughs> yeah, all these people are so upright. Yeah, that's the issue is that they're all too upstanding. They're all very good citizens. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, uh, we need someone a little greasier. <laughs> um, interesting. And, uh, you know, maybe some of that is also just like we have a like go ahead, go ahead and throw out a name of someone who you think is kind of a greasy scumbag. Yeah, absolutely. But like we do have like I guess on the like specific like tax type stuff, like we do have a CPA, right? Yeah, we have an accountant. Them. We have a lawyer. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, the lawyer is uh, in theory very expensive, although we received a deeply discounted invoice. Still really not sure what's going on there. Um, we also haven't paid our CPAs and they don't, yeah. they haven't invoiced us for anything. Yeah. So we're just, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, that's our loophole. <laughs> just not, not ever getting the invoice. Um, yeah. okay. Well, we can think more about it. I think with our remaining time, it is worth discussing. What does it mean to impanel one of these people? What does it mean to impanel? Well, okay. So what do we? What do we want from them? What I want. Basically, what we want from them is like a, a few guarantee. a few phone calls a year. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, a few phone calls a year. I think it'd be fun to get them on the podcast. Okay, yeah. I think it'd be fun to like get them on here to give us advice in front of the people. Yeah. Um, 
And I think we should probably give them some money. Okay. You've come around on hiring them. I Yeah. Well, I wasn't necessarily not on board with giving money to people. The thing I was not on board with was like having a mentor. I see. And I um, like a panel. I love to panel. Great. We have a panel. Um, you know, people I think actually do this and they, they call it a board. Well, yeah, a lot of the, companies do yeah, have the, a panel of the, mentors called the, the boards board. have voting power. <laughs> yeah, they they get none of that. Yeah. yeah. Um Okay, cool. Well, what do you say does it make sense to already have figured out what we want our offer to be before so this is what's tricky is that like it's hard to know what the price is for these things because these people's price per hour just as individuals in the world is probably quite high these are all like well-paid people yeah um they are also mostly really i mean all of them really are like pretty nice people and they probably just answer our questions for free if we didn't call them a mentor they would probably give us free advice (laughs) yeah yeah but like i do think that i am a big fan of like recognizing oh and i want to talk about caleb too as a potential mentor uh, oh yeah, but, what's Caleb's pitch? I'm skeptical about this. You th- you're skeptical about Caleb as a mentor. <laughs> so here's, I think, the thing that Caleb brings as a mentor is like I don't actually have, like I do hit Caleb off with like technical problems sometimes. We don't actually have anyone, anyone on this list who's like a hacker. Oh, interesting. Joel is not. Well, I guess Joel is. Yeah, and Joel is like in the list of people. Like I would hit up my group chat with technical problems, right? Yeah, but like. I do think there's a world where like like we're going to maintain open source as a business. Caleb maintains open source as a business, right? Yeah. Like so like if if we do verbs and people use it and we need to maintain it, like there is some extent to which like that stuff is interesting. Yeah. Of like what does it mean to like maintain open source and like write code and you know stuff like that. So anyway, I think that would need a little bit more definition also, but yeah, Caleb's good. Uh, anyway, what does it mean to impanel these people? Thinking out loud. Um, are we willing to, I, I, this is, I think the answer to this is no, but just out of curiosity, are we willing to part with any equity over this? You got, you, if you want equity, you got to make a real good case. Yeah. We um, already haggled our asses off over all this equity. It took us a long time and we figured out the equity split. And Yeah, that's true. And we made it way more complicated than we need to be. Oh, a uh, bonus tip on lawyers for anyone who's listening. Uh, one thing I learned, I was talking to a friend of the show, Mitch Prentice, uh, who said that in general, if you ask a lawyer to do something that is like a cut and dry common case, it's like an order of magnitude cheaper than to like ask them to do creative thinking. So um, I think what we, we asked know our now, lawyer to do creative thinking. I think what we know now is we should have gone to our lawyer before we started the company and said, yeah. hey, we're about to start a company. How should we do this? Yeah. Instead of paying Stripe $500 yeah. to start a company and then having him change a bunch of documents that stripe generated well also we came up with like this ridiculous convoluted way of doing equity and he's like you can do it that way if you want like but i need to get excel out and like mitch made the point he's like as soon as you've like asked your 500 hundred dollar an hour lawyer to get excel out like you've blown this thing up you know yeah yeah anyway um yeah so next time we start a company we'll uh (laughs) We'll call a lawyer ahead of time and be like, how is this easy and cheap to do? Yeah. Um, so I think the uh, it seems like then like we should, if we pay these people, we should pay them based on how much we talk to them. Because like, what if like, for example, we're like, oh, having like, you know, Steve on this list would be amazing. And then we end up not calling him for a year. Like. I don't know. Yeah, well, I think we should do scheduled calls with these people. Okay. Just to like check in, like and do do therapy on their specific issue. Okay. You know? I'm into it. 
Um, which means I think, and this is the thing, if there's anyone on this list who you think we're not going to get value out of a scheduled call with, I think we should cut them from the list. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I think that between now and whenever we finalize this list, a big part of the like calling process is like, okay, well, do I think that like, if I had to talk to this person, uh, if I had a call with this person quarterly that cost a non-zero amount of money, it would be worth my time. Yeah. You know? Interesting. Okay. Uh, good. Good, good, good. Um, we will come back and finalize this list uh, and figure out... I don't think this is like urgent enough that we have to solve this right now. Um, but we will figure that out on future calls. Um, maybe we'll have one of these people on. I really want to do a conversation about pricing model. Um, yeah. I, I want to do several, yeah. I want to do a call where we talk about uh, verbs and the strategy around verbs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I think one thing that would be fun to do on here is uh, now that we like have a few months of operating, mm-hmm. um, we have I like went back into QuickBooks and was like, oh, we now know like that we spend thousands of dollars on software. Mm-hmm. Um, like it could be interesting to open that up and just be like, okay, we have like a sense of what a few normal months look like here. Yeah. Uh, let's like decide whether or not we really want to be spending this money on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and th- so this is another thing we have to like settle is like, there are things that I normally would have just like, like I am, I want to use fantastic Al, right? So I'm going to pay for fantastic Al. Now it is a tax advantage. It is a tax advantage to have thunk pay for fantastic Al. But like uh-huh. if there's a situation where it's like, Hey, I like if I wanted to spend $200 a month on some piece of software that you don't care about and I'm going to use and like, it Which doesn't is most of the software that we're paying for right now. <laughs> well, right. But I mean, if it, if it's something I need to do the job, then fair enough, you know, but if it's like, sure. Hey, like, I could get away with not using the software, but I would drastically like my life a lot more if I use this software, right? Then it's like, we should figure out a way for me to somehow pay you. Be like, look, I don't care about this, but I do want the tax write off. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, we should figure out that. I don't think, and to be clear, I don't think there's anything crazy in there. Um, I don't think so. I, I did notice that we, um, we're we're incurring credit card fees on QuickBooks, which means one of our clients is paying in credit card and we are incurring like a two and a half percent fee on that for like our revenue. <laughs> it's just like not good. I was we like, should, we should I was like, find why are we giving to... thousands of dollars to QuickBooks? So the accountant is like, ah, oh, those are credit card fees. Um, we should, uh, is there yeah, a way to gotta, just make them choose what payment method? And if they choose credit card, they pay the fee. We can basically, she said that what we can do is if they're planning on paying credit card fee, we just include that as a line item. In Bonsai, there was an option to say they yeah. can use credit card. And if they do, they pay the fee. Yeah. We can also make it so they can't pay with a credit card. That sounds like a really good way for us to never get paid. <laughs> yeah okay well tbd on a future one we're coming up on an hour anything right. else you want before we uh get out of here um no this is a good one i like to talk businessly um oh uh so i am so i'm going to virginia and then going to baltimore chris and i have a baltimore airbnb next week um where we're going to be locking the doors and finishing verbs which is really exciting and fun um so yeah that is gonna be a fun one i'm excited about that but anyway all this to say i'll be working from baltimore most of next week okay cool and so no episode next week i'll bring a mic okay i think i think i'll bring a mic
I'll let you know if I don't bring a mic. I'm into it. All right, cool. Sweet. Uh, Anything I need to do over here? No, we're all good. All right. Are you going to put this on YouTube? Uh, Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I think. Do you think I should? Sure. I don't know. I'm very, uh, I'm newly aware and nervous about all of my ticks that uh, didn't used to be on video. I don't, I don't notice them. Well, it's because you've been looking at me on video all this time. I don't know. I'm sure I have them as well, but whatever. Your head is more centered this episode. TB05 JD. Give me a